I am very excited to be here. Uh, I've, it's only hit me the last couple of days that uh, this is, I think, the first time that I've actually had an opportunity to share my conversion story. I have a lot, a lot of opportunities to talk about my vocation story, to talk about how I became a sister and how I felt God calling me to become a sister. Uh, but it's less often that I get to talk about how, how God called me to his church. And so I have really enjoyed reflecting back on my own life to see how that all started because sometimes uh, it feels like God is not moving at all in your life. But then when you look back, you see those moments. Uh, so April 5th, 2015 was a very important uh, day in my life. Can I get some guesses from you all of what happened that day? Yes. Nope. I became a nun in 2018. In 2018, I entered the Marian Sisters, but good guess. Yes. So raise your hand if you were baptized before 2015. Okay. Yeah. So you, everyone with their hand raised, has been baptized, has been a baptized practicing Catholic for longer than I have. Um, and that always boggles my mind because if we think that God can't work miracles, uh, I just have to look in the mirror because he does actually every day create miracles in our own lives. Uh, so yes, so on April 5th, 2015, I was baptized. I received my first communion and I was confirmed in the Catholic Church. Uh, I was 23 years old, so you can do the math. Um, but I had already graduated from college. I was teaching high school math at Northeast High School here in town. And I was, yeah, so, Living, living a normal life, and God intervened um, very much. So these are just some pictures. Um, I thought you'd enjoy seeing some pictures of what, um, what my life looked like. Uh, so this is my family. I have one sister and a mom and a dad, just the four of us. Uh, my sister is now married, so there's five of us. Um, but I originally grew up in a suburb of Las Vegas, and I did not... I didn't know who God was. My family was, my parents were Presbyterian. Uh, I have to say, uh, when I read, someone told me that my name was in the, the newspaper article with Bishop Conley. And so I read it. And as I was reading his story, his story sounds a lot like my story at the beginning. Um, that he, he identified as an agnostic, as did I. Uh, he, his parents were Presbyterian. And he was raised Presbyterian. My parents were. We were part of a Presbyterian church, uh, but we did not go um, very regularly at all. Uh, so I grew up. I enjoyed my childhood. I got along with my sister. We had enough money. Uh, I got good grades. I had good friends. I didn't have much to complain about. Uh, still to this day, I don't have much to complain about. Um, but this is our family, and just God and faith wasn't a part of it. Uh, 
it, it wasn't and I didn't know any different so I had no complaints I didn't know um, I didn't know what it was supposed what it was supposed to be like or anything um, and I graduated from high school in 2010 and in high school I had very very good friends and this brings me to my first kind of big idea of my story is the people in my life uh, so many of my friends were Mormon growing up they were part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and we had lunch tables they were round there was about 10 of us at a lunch table and often that's what we talked about we talk and I say we uh, I listened I listened but uh, one of my good friends was a non-denominational Christian uh, and everyone else was Mormon and so they would discuss things they would talk about the differences in the church they would talk about what what do you do at your worship what do you do at yours um, and I w sat there uh, feeling my face get redder and redder and redder uh, hoping that no one would ask me anything uh, hoping that I could skate around the fact that uh, I didn't really know anything about Christianity I didn't know if I believed in God and I really wanted nothing to do with that conversation but they were my friends so I ate my lunch and I sat there um, but that was but that was about my uh, my college or my high school my high school friends they were very 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 good to me and they um, one of my friends was involved with Young Life and he invited me to a Young Life camp and so there were there were uh, Bible studies that they had there were also activities that they would do throughout the week like flag football or uh, yeah really flag football is the only one I remember they would bring donuts to the parking lot um, of the high school before school so we're like okay show up get some donuts talk to some nice people okay um, so I was always okay with that but I never wanted to go to the Bible study portion of it um, but this week-long camp I went to and uh, I said yes to go on this camp and at the end of the camp there was a time there was called a new believers walk so if you felt like you had had an encounter with Jesus and you felt like you were starting this relationship that you could go on this walk and talk about your journey uh, I declined I declined uh, and, and that, that was the end of my camp so but seeds were planted seeds were planted um, after that I can remember getting a Bible from that and there was kind of a workbook that went along with it and I remember having the desire to read it in my room but not wanting anybody anybody to know about it um, I can remember having there was this notion that I wanted to read the Bible but I didn't know if it was true I didn't know if it was I was skeptical about it and So I, I, I felt like there was, I felt like God was good, but I didn't know, God was good, but I felt like I had an exemption. I felt like I was on the sidelines. I would get to go to heaven because I'm a good person, uh, but I didn't really have to do everything else that everything else, everyone else had to do. That's where I was. And there was this defining moment where I was listening to a Neil Diamond Christmas album. Uh, that was a classic Christmas album um, in my house growing up. And there was this moment that if I didn't believe in God, if I wasn't a Christian, 
I don't feel like I could celebrate Christmas. And in my head, I was like, well, I really want to celebrate Christmas because I like Christmas and it's fun and there's pretty lights and you get presents and all that. Uh, yeah, so I was kind of at this crossroads where I didn't really know what it was. And so that's kind of the state I was at uh, when I went to college. And when I went to college, uh, so I moved from Henderson, that was my suburb of Las Vegas. I moved to Lincoln, Nebraska to go to the university. It was a very random choice at the time. Uh, my sister lived in Kansas City and I had family in Denver. But other than that, I didn't know a single person. I remember my parents dropped me off at my dorm room. They loaded me in and they said, okay, great, bye. And then I didn't, they were the only people I knew. Uh, so at the time I thought it was random, but this is especially where uh, God kind of enters my life. Um, in college, you normally sign up to get a, a random roommate and my uh, random roommate was Catholic. And I said, well, that's cool. I'm not. And we shook hands. We're like, okay, cool. And that was kind of the end of that. And uh, her brother was in the seminary. He's now an ordained priest for the diocese. And I was like, oh, you're like really Catholic. You're like not messing around. You're like actually Catholic. And we'd, we'd go to their house and like there was a picture of Mary on the fridge and there's it's like, and it's like her brother's, you know, cassock is hanging and I'm like, oh, this is legitimate. Okay. Uh, so that was, that was that. We became good friends. Faith was kind of a part of my life, but still not a ton. Uh, and uh, I made friends my freshman year of college uh, based kind of solely on the fact that they were agnostic and so was I. There were a lot of good practicing Christians in our dorm room, but I flocked to those who didn't really know if God was real or not. And so that was, that was my group. Um, but I saw this roommate who was one of my best friends and she was Catholic. And, okay, yeah, we'll wait on that. Uh, and so I, I met uh, a guy in college and we started dating and he was Catholic and uh, it kind of worked out because he had a car. He was from Lincoln, but I did not. I didn't have a car yet. Uh, so if we were going places, he, he would drive. And so often he said, hey, I have to go to confession. Uh, would you mind waiting for me? I'm like, no, that's fine. So I'd go and I'd wait in the church while he would go to confession. And we would, we would go and he's like, hey, do you want to, um, would you mind going to mass with me and my family? I'm like, no, that's fine. And so I would often kind of just go along with him because I was there and I didn't have a car. Um, God knew what he was doing. And so the whole of my conversion story is just my heart softening little by little by little by little by little. And with great influences from wonderful friends in my life. Um, and so he was, he was a very good friend of mine who um, I was vulnerable enough with to admit that I didn't know things. Um, so some of the things I didn't know, I did not know that uh, Jesus and God were one. So I knew, I knew that Jesus was God, but I didn't know that Jesus was a human person who walked on this earth. And I never wanted to admit that before. Uh, but with him, I was able to admit that and I was able to ask questions. 
and uh, and so it was it was with him I guess this is it it was with him that in 2012 I went to my first I went to my first Catholic Mass uh, and he was important enough to me that I was willing to and I this is my quote I was willing to stand next to you for an hour and feel awkward so that's what I did when I first started going to Mass was I stood there and I felt awkward um, but I knew his, his faith was important to him and he was important to me. Therefore, I went. Um, and a number of months later, he would get really bad migraines. So um, a number of months later, he left in the middle of mass and went home because his head was hurting too bad. And I stayed. I don't know why, but I stayed. And that's the first time that I could feel my heart opening to God's love and the possibility um, a little bit, a little bit. And I remember that was the first time I also sang at Mass was, uh, how can I keep from singing? How can I keep from singing? And my heart was opening up just a little bit, but then it closed very quickly after the song ended. Um, but that was the beginning where I'm like, okay, going to Mass was, was beginning to be my thing and not our thing. It was, it was my thing. Um, so I graduated from college. I graduated from college. This is my random freshman roommate, um, random freshman roommate. And I was, I will say, I, there's not really a part of my story that um, has me trying out different churches. I think God was very very direct with me that he he put people in my life who were catholic who were faithful who were loving who were patient with me when my heart was ready for it um, and so although i had a lot to learn about the catholic faith about the eucharist and about mary and about the mass and all these things um, God definitely gave me the grace to be open to his truth and not question it. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I graduated from college and I got a job and I started teaching. And it was during that year of teaching that I decided to go to RCIA and, and actually become Catholic. So I was... actually become Catholic and it's funny I, I flip-flopped back and forth because I went to mass I went to mass every Sunday a few times during the week and there would be some times where I felt like I had been to so many masses and stayed behind at communion that I couldn't take it anymore and I just needed to receive communion I needed to go up um, I feel like I'd done that for an eternity, just been at Mass without receiving communion. And then a second later, I would flip-flop, and it would be, are you crazy? Two years ago, you didn't even believe God existed. What are you doing joining the Catholic Church? That was like going from zero to 100. I guess that's how it kind of felt in my mind, like Protestant churches were like stepping stones, but like the Catholic Church was like it. And so there's one part of me that felt like, I was like, why didn't I do this 100 years ago? And then another part of me was, are you kidding? You're never going to be ready for this. You're never going to know enough. You're never going to be, right? All of my friends had gone to mass, had gone to Catholic schools. 
right? In my math brain, I teach math, so my math brain was like, okay, if they go to mass once, if they went to mass once a week during, you know, six days out of the week from the time they were five to 18, and how many masses would I have to go to catch up to them if they, if now they only go to mass on Sundays and my mind was going crazy, which is not, which is not from God. Um, but that's where my mind was, just going back and forth and back and forth and just trying to live out a normal, a normal life, just living and working. Um, so I spent a lot of time at the Newman Center. Uh, this, is, this is the Newman Center downtown. And although I wasn't Catholic in college, I... Uh, after college, I spent a lot of time here. So after work, I would often grade papers here. I would often go to 10 o'clock mass. I always signed up for a holy hour. And I don't know what your favorite place in the church is, and maybe it varies depending on um, which church you're in. But in the Newman Center, my favorite spot to sit in, my favorite pew was this front corner pew on the left-hand side. Uh, because the crucifix is hanging out a little bit. So if you look up directly from this spot, Jesus is looking down almost directly above you off of his right shoulder. Goodness, like right there, he's just looking down at you. Um, and so I would always go there to pray. And that's where I spent a lot of time. And so it was during... During that year, I signed up to go to RCA at the Newman Center, and my freshman roommate, who was Catholic, uh, ended up being my confirmation sponsor. And, and so this was, this was my baptism with Father Mattia, um, and this was a week before, a week before this church was dedicated. Um, so it was in the Union Ballroom of the the Union Ballroom of the college. Um, I was baptized, and here's me in my baptismal garment and my baptismal candle. And I can say with full sincerity and with full confidence that there is not a single moment that has gone by since that day that I have regretted it, or that I have wondered if I made the right decision. I can say that with full confidence. Um, that God has continued to reveal his, the truth of his church, the truth through everything, through what we do, through what we're taught, through what the saints have done, all the doctors of the church. Um, and it's very cool to look back to see how God has worked in my life. Um, so I just want to share with you some of the things that friends in my life said to me throughout the years that to them... I can almost guarantee that they do not remember saying these things because they were just kind of offhand comments. Um, but I still remember them to this day. So I wrote some of them down. Uh, uh, so I can remember... I... Uh, someone who was Catholic in my life, he said, um, he said, do you want to lead prayer? And I said, no, 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 he doesn't know me as well. Like, God doesn't know me as well. Uh, and he responded, um, he knows you just as well as he knows me. 
offhand comment has stuck with me for 10 years now. That God knows me just as well as he knows everyone who grew up Catholic. Um, another one was I was at a Eucharistic procession and one of my friends from the dorm, she gave me a big hug and she's like, welcome. And she gives me this big old hug and she's like, oh, wait, you're not Catholic, are you? And I said, no. And she goes, ah. Right? It wasn't like a, wait, you're not Catholic. What are you doing here? It wasn't a, oh, are you going to become Catholic? Right? She just hugged me and she welcomed me. Uh, someone asked, they said, um, have you heard of what a Eucharistic miracle is? And I said, no. And they explained to me what a Eucharistic miracle was. There was a time where someone asked, they're like, hey, how are you doing? And I said, actually, not well, not well. It was in college and I was going through a rough patch. Um, and later that night, I got a Facebook message. And he said, hey, I remember you said you weren't doing well. I just want to tell you, um, at those points in my life, I want to tell you how Jesus helped me in those times. And it was through a Facebook message. And then I can vividly remember, uh, this will be the last one, but um, where he said, it takes a lot to be Catholic. This was, this was before um, I had converted. It takes a lot to be Catholic. You have to stand up for what you believe in. It's not easy. So I always reflect back on how God 100% used friends in my life. Uh, and I was, I was the girl who didn't believe in Jesus, didn't grow up with any faith, was kind of proud that I wasn't Christian, to be honest. Uh, and those people in my life loved me, and they met me where I was at, and they asked me questions. They said things, they shared their life with me, and it has stuck with me ever since. Uh, yes. I know I'm forgetting a million things in my story. Um, that's the overarching view. I want to open it up to questions because I know there's parts that I've left out and parts that, um, so we have 10 minutes left. What questions do you have? Yes. Was your mom happy when you became Catholic or not? My parents, I will tell you, my mom, the first words out of my mom's mouth were, yeah, that makes sense. There's been a Catholic theme in your life for a while. So she was not surprised. Um, and I will say it wasn't a huge shock because I was living in, what's next? Oh, yeah, I'll leave that up there. Okay. Uh, there was, I was living in Lincoln, parents. I was living in Lincoln and my family was living in, still in Las Vegas where I grew up. My sister was down in Kansas City, so the fact that I went to Mass throughout the week and went to Mass on Sundays did not really affect their life. Um, so that was part of it. Um, it was a little more of a shock when I entered the convent because that, that affected their life a little bit more. Um, but yes, they, they were very supportive. They came to my Easter vigil when I was baptized. And yeah, so all in all, very supportive. Yes? Did your friend that had the 
She did not. Nope. Still a very good Catholic and still a very good friend. Yeah. And I will say this picture, I included this one. Um, these are uh, friends in my life. So these are some of the ones who said some of the things that I, that I talked about. Um, good, faithful, practicing Catholics who I saw how they were living out their faith and I saw the joy that they had. And um, yeah. And so that was the biggest witness to me. Yeah. What other questions? Yeah. What made you want to join the convent? What made me join, what made me want to join the convent? God. That's, that's my simple answer. <laughs> uh, it was a very dramatic moment. I had never thought about joining the convent. Um, as, as you see um, me, converting to the Catholic faith was a big enough jump in my life that I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna teach and I'm gonna live my life and be a normal Catholic. Uh, and then very suddenly one day, two years after I joined the church, uh, I was in my car and a very still but strong voice from God um, called me to be his. My confirmation saint is Saint Cecilia. I very much enjoyed uh, inviting my family to help me pick my confirmation saint. She's like, okay, these are the ones I'm thinking about. You know, learn about them, help me. And uh, yeah, and they really liked it. And I share her feast day is my birthday, Saint Cecilia. Um, so I enjoy that and and my family, my family is funny. They, they are not very communicative. Uh, it, took, it took my family three years after, uh, after I had joined the church for us to have a real conversation about why. So we didn't talk much about deep things. We didn't talk, we don't, it's a work in progress, uh, talk about our prayer lives or what's going on inside of us. But so it was, it's been fun to invite them into things like that where they can do research. And so my parents would come back and they're like, okay, I learned all about this saint and this saint did this thing and that's really cool. And so they, they enjoyed uh, being a part of it um, in ways that they could, in ways that they felt comfortable doing. Yes. Yes. Um, you mentioned that friendship was a big theme throughout your yes. conversion story. So I'm just wondering now, as a Catholic, mm -hmm. how that has influenced you being a friend. I think about that. Friendship. Yeah, I do think about that a lot because I was the I was the one that I was probably the friend that all of my Christian friends prayed for. They're like, I really hope I really hope this friend learns that God loves her and I'm talking in a weird voice because because I don't know why but that's but that's what happened and and so now I I reflect that now I now I pray for my own friends and my own family who don't know the depths of God's love for them um, and so I think about the things that 
my faithful friends said to me, like, am I saying those things to my friends? Am I loving them where they're at? Am I sharing my faith with them? Because although, although it may seem like uh, nothing happens, seeds are planted. And that's what I pray happens now, that God will take at least one thing that I've said and planted a seed in one of your hearts. Yeah. So I think, yes, friends are a huge part of my story. God worked through my friends. Uh, so you could be that friend for someone in your life or for a family member in your life. That something that you do or something that you say could have a huge impact on them. And even if it's something very small. And my second, my second, not theme, but God is relentlessly pursuing you. God is relentlessly pursuing you. He is pursuing you right in this moment. whether you grew up Catholic or whether you didn't and everyone in between whether he's calling you to be a priest whether he's calling you to be married whether he's calling you to be a sister it does not matter he is relentlessly pursuing you and it took me 20 it took me 20 years in my life to notice that he was noticing me I just want you to know that that Jesus notices you. And everything about you. And it took me 20 years to realize that. And I hope it doesn't take you as long.